Welcome to the Mind Your P's and Q's podcast with Mind Your Manners Mediation. I'm your host, Attorney Abby Godless, chatting with you about important family law topics and giving you tips for navigating Arizona divorce and custody. Let's get chatting. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting all things legal separation. Arguably, this could be seen as a fundamental, and I do hope to be turning to fun topics, but I did want to squeeze legal separation in. For those of you who may be questioning what are the differences in legal separation versus divorce, why might we consider choosing legal separation over divorce, But at the same time, I do recognize that most of us are not considering or questioning legal separation. And so I am just trying to squeeze this in and make sure the info is out there for those of you who are curious Getting into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, the biggest difference in legal separation versus divorce is that in a legal separation, you and your spouse remain married. That means that on your taxes, you do have to file accordingly. Similarly, on any legal forms, the accurate response is that you are still married. That means you can't remarry. However, this is the big, despite all the ways you do remain married under the law, the big thing that legal separation does is terminate the community and community property. That means when we get into the requirements and process, the legal separation will divide your current community property. Once you are legally separated, there will be no continuing future community property rights. So those rights are the big, we are still married, but all of our things are fully separated. So why might you choose legal separation over divorce? Well, if you think there's a chance at reconciliation at any point in the future, but not soon enough that a physical separation would be adequate, because remember, legal separation is a term of art. It is about going to the court and going through the process to at least partially disentangle your life from your spouse's. And so before the court process, you guys can just choose to physically separate and live apart. But sometimes, again, the emotions are running high. Whatever the specifics of your circumstances are, that physical separation may not be enough. And so you can legally separate and be more fully and formally separated, but still be married and still be entangled enough that if that reconciliation comes, you never fully divorced. And in theory, there's nothing stopping you guys from divorcing and remarrying as many times as you may say fit. But of course, who's going to actually want to do that? And so this is that middle ground. Also, as we get into some of the other reasons, these other reasons may also play into why you would legally separate over divorce if you think there is a chance at future reconciliation. 
Moving into those other reasons, they may be religious reasons. There may be benefit-related reasons, and that can be a lot of different types of benefits. It may go to health insurance. Once you are divorced, you are not able to remain on your ex-spouse's health insurance. However, when legally separated, most employer-sponsored health insurance will allow you to remain on your spouse's plan because in this scenario, you are not fully divorced. You are still married. It may go to tax benefits. As I already mentioned, you do have to file accordingly as still married, which of the married options would be up to you and your preferred tax professional to figure out. But it may come down to, at least for the moment, it makes sense to be legally separated or fully divorced because there are still tax benefits we're receiving. And lastly, on the benefit front, it may go to maintaining eligibility for pensions, social security, or other retirement and future-focused benefits. There may also be child-related reasons. If your kids are still under the age of majority, they are minors under 18, then perhaps you are trying to preserve the marriage in the formal sense, and once your kids graduate high school, reach the age of majority, etc., then at that time you would more formally break up the marriage. And lastly, and I say lastly, this isn't necessarily an exhaustive list. This is just certainly the most common reasons. And so that final most common reason would be to preserve property rights in the event of one spouse's death. In theory, estate planning can assist on this front, but by remaining married, it could ease or remove the need for some of the formal estate planning. Okay, so presuming you have decided that legal separation is the right path for you, what are the requirements and process? Well, they are going to look just like the divorce process. However, instead of ending in a decree of dissolution, you will have a decree of legal separation. With that being said, if one of you objects to the legal separation at the outset, then the court shall direct that the pleadings be amended to seek a dissolution of the marriage. That means the court must, it has no discretion to tell the parties that if one of you filed for legal separation and the other does not want the legal separation, you are going to be told to amend the pleadings to request a divorce. Whether legal separation or divorce, the law and the courts and the judges are not going to force you to stay with someone you don't want to stay with. In a contested action, one party can certainly drag things out and make it slow and painful on the other party, but that's not going to stop a divorce from being granted. Or in this scenario, if one of you does not want to remain married in the legal separation middle ground, the court is not going to force that and is going to tell the parties you need to go amend things and make this a divorce action. Now let's say you decide that for the time being, the legal separation route is the best path forward for you and your circumstances. 
Well, what happens if in the future you realize you really do want or need the divorce or the complete opposite direction? Let's say you and your spouse have reconciled and now you want to end the legal separation and restore your marriage. Well, the last two things we are going to go over address just that. There are processes and procedures that exist to both convert the legal separation to a divorce or to restore your marriage, depending on which of those very polar opposite new paths you may be looking at. So the process to convert the legal separation to the divorce starts with requesting just that with the court. Hey court, we have this legal separation. We would like to be 100% done with the other. Please help us turn this into a divorce. And generally, you can keep things virtually the same as the decree of legal separation and merely be taking those provisions and details and agreements and getting them put into a decree of dissolution. However, depending how long has passed since the decree of legal separation was entered, there are certainly times where changes may be needed or wanted. And so while things can generally be mirrored from the legal separation into the divorce terms, that doesn't have to be if it doesn't make sense. So again, there is flexibility to make things as easy as possible and efficient if the existing terms still work for everybody, but if they don't, you're not going to be forced to remain with outdated terms. Moving into the other end of that converting the legal separation, how would you go about restoring your marriage? In this scenario, you guys would be coming to the court together and you would stipulate to the termination of the decree of legal separation. So you're going to the court together, letting the court know, we do agree, we want this terminated, and you would file the stipulation under the same case number that already exists, and in the stipulation, you need to tell the court the following things. That both of you do agree to terminating the legal separation, that you do both desire to restore your status to legally married, and that you do so, quote, intelligently, voluntarily, and without duress, coercion, or undue influence, unquote, that on the entry of the stipulated order terminating your legal separation, that the marital community is reformed as if the parties became married on the date of the entry of the termination order, at which time the legal separation no longer exists. I'd like to pause and just emphasize this one. It is a little awkward, but the law didn't have really a different way to go about this. And so what this is saying is that when the court signs off and orders that your legal separation has ended, it terminates the existing decree of legal separation. That is the date that your marriage is reformed. So that can be a little awkward if you're trying to preserve your anniversary and no one's saying you can't still celebrate your anniversary on the original date you married, but the law says that you're getting a new anniversary, that your marriage is newly formed, reformed, but newly formed on this date rather than whatever existing date. 
Okay, so the other requirements you need to include would be that any property awarded to either of you as sole and separate property under the decree of legal separation and any property acquired or debts incurred during the period while the legal separation was active. So after the judge signed the decree of legal separation through the date that they signed the termination of the decree of legal separation. Basically, that period, although you were legally married under the law, the community property rights had terminated. So during that period, you were legally separated. All your property acquired and debts incurred are viewed as though you were fully single. All of that property and debt is your sole and separate property and debt. You also need to let the court know that any property payments due from one of you to the other under the terms of the legal separation are deemed waived unless otherwise specified in the termination order. That any parenting orders no longer apply. That similarly, any provisions for child support or spousal maintenance no longer apply. There is still, if you've tuned into the episodes on modifications for children's issues or spousal maintenance, and this is not going to be a news flash for you, and that is there is an exception for any sums already owed. And that doesn't just go to sums owed between the two of you, but there may, in certain situations, actually be sums owed to the state under an assignment of rights. And you would know if this applies to you because it would be based on certain state-funded support already provided to one of you on behalf of the other. And so unless otherwise agreed, each party is waiving claims for amounts that remain due and owing for the period during which those provisions under the decree of legal separation were in effect. So you're not going to be able to agree otherwise based on an assignment of rights owed to the state. But for those direct payments that may remain due and owing, you guys can agree that, hey, yeah, you were going to pay me that money, but we're back together now. It's a wash. And the last thing that you need to let the court know is that you do both acknowledge that the termination of your legal separation does not impact the rights of creditors that may have relied on the terms of your decree of legal separation. As always, a quick recap. We started with how legal separation actually differs from divorce before going over why you might choose legal separation over divorce. We chatted how the requirements and process mirror divorce and ended by going over the processes and procedures to request that your legal separation either be converted to a divorce or terminated and your marriage restored. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next time to stay in the know. Any links mentioned and all credits and permissions can be found in the show notes. I'll catch you in our next episode.